You're listening to The Journey Podcast. What if confronting your deepest pain became the key to unlocking your personal potential? Stay tuned for more in today's episode. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end. This is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. In this episode, we embark on a profound journey alongside our guest, who shares valuable insights into the transformative power of pain. Together, we explore the concept that pain, often seen as an unwelcome visitor in our lives, can, in fact, be a powerful guide and teacher. Through our engaging conversation, we delve into the idea that embracing and understanding our pain can lead us to a place of personal empowerment and self-discovery. As we navigate the intricate landscape of pain, we emphasize the notion that it carries within it the seeds of our personal power. Our guest's wisdom sheds light on how, by facing our pain head-on and delving into its depth, we can uncover valuable lessons, resilience, and a profound sense of inner strength. This episode invites you to join us on a journey of self-exploration where we discover the transformative potential of pain and how it can ultimately lead us to a place of personal empowerment and newfound wisdom. Rebecca Molman is a trauma and human potential therapist turned podcaster and trainer. She pulls from her education, experience, and expertise around stress management and performance optimization to get people back in the driver's seat of their own life as quickly as possible. Her work is deeply rooted in working with the hardwired aspects of the nervous system and learning to leverage the subconscious. Let's meet Rebecca Molman. Hi, Rebecca. It's so great to have you on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to getting to chat with you because chasing your pain to find your personal power is such an interesting space for holistic healing. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. And I feel like this is such a relevant topic that we'll be talking about today. And I'm very excited to get started and dig in. Do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your own story and how you came to do what you do today? Absolutely. Well, I think ever since a little girl, I've been a ferocious learner and fascinated with what makes us tick, right? So our minds and our bodies, like why do people do the amazing things that they do and also the weird, crazy things that they do? So it's always been this fascination of mine. And at an early age in high school, I got into the healing arts with energy work and then became a massage therapist and then had a turn in my path and actually opened, ran and operated a bar, restaurant, music venue for a decade. So completely shifted gears, but what it provided was an opportunity to, a wonderful, beautiful opportunity, but also I was exposed to a lot of people's pain because they sit on the other side of the bar, right? And they just pour out everything that's bothering them, the pains, their own internal struggles. And I also at that 
dealing with my own internal struggles. Once I sold the bar, I realized I wanted to not only find the skill set to be able to help people that are suffering, but also on my own journey. What does it mean to heal from the inside out so I could show up and hold space big enough for people to heal themselves? So I finished my master's in counseling psychology and specialized in actually first responders and special forces and sexual assault survivors. And then after a few years of that, I realized that there was so much that I was sharing in these sessions that was kind of, to me, basic knowledge, but it was changing their lives in such a profound way that I wanted to make sure to get that information out to as many people. So again, my life pivoted one more time and started a podcast and course creation and trainings. So that's kind of where we are at now. I still have a full-time private practice and just enjoying the journey of holding space for individuals to start their own healing journey. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And you touched on something really important there. And that is that when we launch ourselves very often on a healing journey, and we start learning different things. We assume that other people know those things as well. But that information is actually quite hard to find very often and not very accessible and not very out there in sort of the mainstream treatments that are available. So wonderful that you're here sharing that and that you're sharing that in your private practice and through your courses. I think that's fantastic. And why do you think that pain can be such a powerful guide to our personal power? Because a lot of people find pain very disempowering and it actually affects their lives and changes their lives in mostly not very nice ways. So how can pain be this guide to your personal power? I think it starts with changing your relationship with pain itself. So understanding that it's data or information coming in. When we have something that is either physically, emotionally, or mentally painful, oftentimes we shy away from it. We want to avoid it. We constrict or tense around it. And we are meaning-making machines. So we attribute a judgment to it and a narrative to what is feeling uncomfortable. So I think the very first step, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional pain, is to take a step back, take a deep breath, and try to interpret the information and data coming in as just that. What is this trying to tell me? And the three different operating, and we can go into the three different operating systems and how to translate maybe what pain is, how to understand it and digest it in those different operating systems, if that's helpful. Yeah, I think that would be wonderful so that we can understand a little bit more about what the operating systems are and how that maybe connects with individuals' healing journeys also. Sure. So the operating systems are your mental, physical, and emotional operating systems. And this is just gives the framework of how we understand and digest the information coming in through our five senses. And each one has a different language and a different anatomy. So if you start at the very basics, physical body, right? We experience physical pain in our body. And that's usually telling us that something's off. We need to bring our attention to some that body part or that body system. And then with the emotional operating system, it's different. It moves information through your endocrine system. That's how we experience the texture of the experiences of life. And something interesting about emotional content is that it takes about 90 seconds for an emotion to run through your system. If for some reason it gets stuck, 
that is when we experience or perceive something to be painful that can take on different textures, but it can feel painful. And if you just remember that it's energy in motion or supposed to be information in motion, when you can learn how to translate what it's trying to share with you, then it's free to move on and transition and shift up. And that's actually what I'm going to teach you guys today is something to how to move that emotional pain. The other one is the mental operating system. And oftentimes, I'm sure everybody listening has experienced this. You catch yourself 20 minutes down the road and you have been spiraling on something that is upsetting you or frustrating you and you catch yourself and now you're all worked up and it happened 20 years ago. So there are mental looping tends to capsulize around the emotional pain. So if you imagine in your body is lodged emotional pain, and then our minds create a capsulization around it. So it's all embedded together. So it's very difficult to isolate just one or the other operating system because they're all working in harmony, trying to communicate, hey, something's off here. We need to take a look at this. Yeah, I love how you explain that. And as you're saying that, I'm smiling because it does happen that these things come up and they are attached to these very strong emotions. There might be a similar situation that made you think of it or that triggered it. But those things that come back up, they're almost stuck in there until you bring them to the surface. Now, I'm curious, a lot of the times we are told to just deal with it when we have pain. So take a pill, get rid of the pain, move on. What happens in the long run, if we keep doing that, if we just keep taking a Tylenol or an Advil and we just keep numbing the physical pain and we just keep pushing through these situations, what happens to us? Well, I think we've all either known somebody or experienced it ourselves is we start having health consequences. That when there's a deep emotional content and experience that hasn't been processed through naturally then it will actually impact that physical body. And the longer we ignore it, the more impact it has on our physical body and everything cascades down from there. And I think that's the beauty of a therapy room. That's the beauty of someone holding space for another person to pivot towards the uncomfortable, that uncomfortable experience. And what I always tell my clients is we're not going around it. We're not going over it. We're not going under it. We're not going to walk to it backwards. We are going right through it and giving it the opportunity to be able to be witnessed, seen, heard, and experienced. And just in the witnessing process, oftentimes untangles that painful experience and lets it get digested into long and short-term memory. Mm. And how do we start the process of doing something like that? Do you have any specific ways that you start with your clients, for example, if they have emotional pain that they haven't dealt with or that's been stuffed really far down? We love to do that sometimes and just make it go away and stay there. How do you start on healing situations like that and emotions like that? The very first thing is to become aware of what your mental patterns are, what your emotional texture landscape is, where your physical habits, because it's going to mirror. And I have first exercises is just write down with that inner critic, that voice in your head that's never very nice, death by a thousand cuts, is to write down everything that it says. And then also note the emotional 
texture that comes up with that. And what that's going to do is that inner critic is actually going to mirror back core belief systems about yourself. And those core belief systems oftentimes were generated in childhood between zero and seven years old, when you are developing your sense of identity of yourself and your relationship to the world. If you walked away as a child is I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, or I'm only enough when I wear this outfit kind of a thing, you're going to have that patterning through adulthood. And it's going to cause emotional disturbances and a mental distortion of how you move through the world and how you show up. So getting clear on recognizing what those thought patterns are, what is the emotional, and you don't have to understand it, just write it down. There's a beautiful book that I would always encourage people to start with, and it's Michael Singer's Untethered Soul. Have you heard of it? Yes, I think I do own that one also. (laughs) Yep. He does an elegant job of walking you through how do you attend to your mental thoughts, your emotional patternings, and your physical responses. Yeah, it's so interesting how all of that is interconnected because I feel like a lot of the times the advice that we get is to look at everything separate. And then I find it takes so much longer to find healing when we try and separate out, like you said, all of the different operating systems and address them in a band-aid kind of way, each on their own. So, so important that that all comes together and you begin that journey with all of those things together and combined. It sounds wonderful how you start working with your clients. So when they feel triggered by what you talked about before, something maybe that happened 20 years ago, can we use those triggers as something that our body or emotions or mind is trying to show us or teach us at that moment? 100%. I always see them as tripwires. So all a trigger really is, is you have this embedded, unprocessed, we'll call it pain, right? And there's these tripwires or triggers around it. Usually it's an environmental stimulation that or experience that triggers these tripwires. And all of a sudden, you're back to feeling like that seven-year-old throwing a temper tantrum, or you collapse like that little four-year-old, or you had a car accident and now it's just exactly the same. You had a really nasty car accident and you can't go down that road anymore because your body reacts and freezes like it did maybe in the car accident. So we identify with our experiences, which is also our experiencing that trigger. It's our bodies are trying to protect us. But when we can create just enough distance to realize we're reacting to something internal or external, it gives you a moment to be able to respond to the situation in a different way and make a mental note. This is something that's hijacking my nervous system and I need to go and address this when I'm in a safe, secure place. What are some of your favorite things to do to kind of stop that hijacking and realign yourself or your clients when you do work with them? What are some of the favorite things that you like to do with them? From personal experience, because it happens to all of us, right? Like (laughs) I remember being in the kitchen and just losing it with my kids and it was mid yell. (laughs) I, I just had to stop. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, guys, I'm so sorry. I just lost control. Can we restart? I need a minute. I'm going to go take a time out. I'm going to breathe. Give me 10. And then we just had a restart. So I think it's just that process of becoming aware, letting that overwhelm move through your system, taking a few deep breaths, re-regulating, and then reapproaching it from a much more grounded, intentional place. Yeah. And I guess that goes back to also the personal power that you were talking about, because 
when you can take that step back, when you have raised this awareness that this is what's happening, I think that does feel empowering when you finally kind of understand like what those triggers are, what they're causing and what is happening and how you can respond in a way that takes less energy for yourself and makes a much better situation for everyone. So can we use even physical pain, for example, in a way that personally empowers us? Or is that mostly for emotional and mental pain? Or does that work on all levels? When I work with physical pain, people that struggle with physical pain, almost always there's something emotionally and mentally going on that relates to it. It's hard to make the connection a lot of times. What I encourage people to do is if say it's in the knee, right? Just putting their hand on the knee and what comes up, close your eyes, drop into low alpha, high theta brainwave state, relax your body and just notice what comes up. Another exercise you can do is draw a little gingerbread man example of you on a piece of paper and then just start drawing on the paper and notice what comes up. The disturbances that are embedded within the fabric of our anatomy have a language to it and have something to share. Something is off. What's being held there? Grief. Grief oftentimes will land in the lungs, right? There are people over and over again that the love of their life dies or passes on and they die from heart failure. No heart history at all. There is so intimate. Our bodies are just a reflection of our emotional texture and our mental narrative. So getting reconnecting all three of those and getting familiar with what's hurting here. What have I been holding? What has my family's generationally passed down that is ready to get released to ready to be put to rest? Those are some great questions. And is there anything else that you work on with your clients on becoming more aware, raising that awareness when we are talking about different kinds of pain it's sometimes hard to pay attention to what's happening until we really become aware of it. So where do you start with raising that awareness or intuition, I guess we could call it, and really listening to your body and your mind and your emotions? How can people get started with that? I think it's a process. I think it's absolutely a process because we're so disconnected. Our culture has us disconnected at the head. Our minds, we keep busy all of the time and prioritize that ability, where it's actually a tool to translate the inner workings of the heart, which is a whole nother podcast episode. And disconnected from the physical body, if you're walking around completely disconnected on how your posture is affecting your mental health at bare minimum, just being able to combine all three of those meditation, qigong, yoga, walking, these things really help to integrate naturally breathing techniques. Oh my goodness. Breathing techniques to be able to bring coherence to the mind and the heart and the body. You'll notice that you're more clear-headed. You're emotionally regulated. You start noticing things in your body you never noticed before. And it can get kind of exciting. I think if we could employ a sense of childlike fun and curiosity and realize that when we can pivot towards those things that are uncomfortable and we have the experience of them actually dissipating and moving on and we don't feel that pain anymore, it becomes like Christmas. And then you start chasing them like rabbits. You're like, oh my gosh, I had a trigger today. I get to work on this because every time you have more capacity, every time you get to breathe a little deeper, 
That's wonderful. And you touch on coherence there, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. So how does coherence figure into pain and be that, you know, physical pain or mental, emotional struggles that we have? How does coherence figure into that? Mm. Well, coherence is, I always think of heart math. So heart math's been around for a really long time. And in fact, most of my clients that are in my private practice, I give them a heart math, the M wave too, but I switch to the inner balance. And what it's doing is it's measuring your heart rate variability. So when you're in a sympathetic nervous system response, you have a very jagged heart rate and it mirrors in your brain waves as well. So it's biofeedback to show you that you're able to shift proactively into a parasympathetic nervous system. When you're in the parasympathetic nervous system state, you're in a coherent, regulated, regenerative state. Most of people in our culture are locked in since childhood in sympathetic nervous system. We never have time to repair, to rebuild, and we're actually dumping toxic stress hormones into our system, which are very corrosive. And there's a whole slew of health issues that come from that. So being able to visually see how you can shift to your parasympathetic nervous system and know that you're in a regenerative healing physiological state is really helpful. So it sounds like we can actually learn to change the responses that we have to pain and we can actually learn the change how we feel and think about perceiving pain and that can empower us on the healing journey that we embark on so wow that is a great aha moment also for me to learn that and to really look at you know pain happens all the time we we fall off a chair break our foot <laughs> or have mental and emotional pain but we do have the power to change that and we do have the power to perceive that differently and have tools to help our bodies and minds and emotions realign and embark on that healing journey. So that is fantastic. I love talking about that. And so then we're back to the personal power. And do you give your clients a roadmap or a process or something that they can use to transform that pain into personal power? Or is that a different approach for each person that you work with? Yeah. So this is where we really get that roadmap to personal power because each one of us has such a unique orchestration of these pain points, right? So if you imagine you come into this world and you have a sheet laid out and it's no wrinkles at all, every time that you have a situation that overwhelms your nervous system and is too much for you to digest and imagine a little baby, right? Little kids. So we have lots of these little wrinkles in this fabric. When it's creating the perfect tailored experience and incubator or crystallis for you to be able to necessitate that you transform specifically around those disturbances, right? So it's unique to yourself. And what's beautiful about it is that say a child that was never picked up, not really loved, then adult relationships, they kind of mirrored that experience their self-worth is low and they really have this belief, I'm not lovable. Now their journey on to be able to heal requires that they go so far into what it means to be loved that on the other side, it's not just book knowledge. They have taken it into wisdom through integration of meaningful, deep, connected love 
down to their bones in a way that someone did not have those experiences just won't ever be able to, they just didn't have to go through that training period. And what's really interesting is that becomes your superpower. That becomes the light and the pure gold that you show up as the healed person on the other side. And what happens is that becomes the pivot point and the leverage point for their acts of service to ignite their service and get back to the world because they know how hard that process is. That's very interesting that you say that. And I do believe a lot of practitioners come from that exact background. They have an experience themselves and they learn that healing journey and then want to give back. So yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And do you want to talk a little bit about your programs and services or anything that you offer to clients and listeners so they could maybe work with you, connect with you if they're on their own healing journey, they want to know more or they can get in touch with your podcast, for example. You want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So again, the podcast really is coming at the heart and soul of it is how can I bring these tools and techniques and reframes to more and more people? So it's a free way to be able to listen to great conversations with other inspirational people that have gone on their own healing journeys, as well as solo episodes where I go into more of the techniques. It's called the reframe where fear is brave. And then I just finished a course that'll be available. It's a six-week course that you can take on your own time, but also has a Facebook community so you can ask questions and office hours and whatnot. And it's the Roadmap to Resilience Physiology First. So it's all of the tools, skills, and techniques I teach my clients that helps to regulate their nervous systems so then they can move into the emotional and mental operating systems with a stronger foundation. That sounds fantastic. And as Rebecca mentioned, we will also be linking to her podcast called The Reframe, Where Fear is Brave. And we will, of course, be linking to all of her offerings in the show notes as well. So be sure to check there for how you can get in touch with her, how you can listen to her podcast, how you can find the program that she's put out and find out more about working with her also if you want to know about that. Well, this has been another incredible episode, and I really hope our listeners have enjoyed this journey into chasing your pain to find your personal power as much as I have. I've learned so much in the past half hour that we've been together. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge on this topic. I truly appreciate it. And thank you for coming on the podcast today, Rebecca. Mm, thank you for having me and sharing your audience. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day and take care. And hopefully we get to do this again soon. <laughs> you bet. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please support us by subscribing, sharing on social media and leaving us a review. We appreciate you. And you can find more of The Journey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and our website, thejourney.com. Sending you love and courage and see you next time.